Well, in our digital world, you may think analog is dead. Hmm. Well, as a member of the last analog generation, i.e. a boomer, I'd like to discuss. Look, you still write notes, maybe use a thermometer, a photocopier, a toaster oven, even you and I. Yes, the singularity has not occurred yet, so you and I are analog. In our digital world, what are we still doing old school, slide rule style? Now we're going to chat about it on this digitally recorded but analog thinking episode of Street Curb Curiosity. Ah, yes. Boomer time, right? Well, first of all, I have to thank a friend of mine, David Cody, for the inspiration for this episode. We were out for a drink. Yes, we do that on occasion. He likes tequila. I'm having a bourbon. And he looks me square in the eye and says, you know, you and I, we're the last generation from an analog world. Now, he works in the digital world, which we won't get into, but we thought about it and I thought, you know what? He's right. So I wondered, well, what analog devices do we still use these days and which ones have we given up? Well, one win for the analog world today is books. Our books, I guess I should say. About 650 million printed books are sold every year. Ebooks, about 191 million. Now, I find this list interesting. The top five most read books ever in order are the Bible, the Koran, the Harry Potter series, quotes by Mao Zedong, and then Lord of the Rings. Interesting group, don't you think? You know, as a kid, I rode in the car with a distributor cap. Take that, Elon Musk. No circuits. I watched analog TV, used a landline telephone, used a wind-up alarm clock. Oh, what did the electric clock say to the analog clock? Look, no hands. Music, it was on radio. Hell, it was on AM radio back in those days. Vinyl records, or maybe you were a little more fancy and used an 8-track tape player. Mmm, and then you moved up to the wonders of iron oxide cassette tapes. Okay, raise your hand if you rewound a cassette tape with a pencil. Speaking of pencil, Ticonderoga number 2, or a big pen. You're still using them today. Now see, some analog items still sell well and are used all the time. Big pens, for example, 20 million big pens sold every day last year. Huh, what's on your wrist? Well, okay, I'm an Apple fanboy, so it's kind of like an Apple Watch kind of kid for me, but Apple sold 34 million of them last year. Biggest smartwatch seller for the last few years anyway. And those other watches, well, Apple still holds it. Maybe you wind them up, maybe use kinetic energy, i.e. self-winding, or maybe even a battery. But analog watches sold about 13 million units last year. Rolex still one of the largest brand names there. Looks like a point scored for the digital world, huh? Thank you, Tim Cook and Apple. Another big change? Typewriters. Yeah, the standard item on everybody's desk many, many years ago. Look, if you're over 60, you're going to remember this. Remember having black fingers? Occasionally, because you, well, you attempted to change the ribbon on your typewriter. No, not one of those fancy IBM Selectrics. You weren't worthy the old style that you had. Now, those IBMs, the cool electric typewriter, they hit the market in 1961. Now, how do you know the world has changed and you are very old? You know they stopped selling those typewriters 35 years ago. Some people were special because they had that italic font ball for their IBM typewriter. You thought you were the shit because you were also using a black and red ink ribbon. 
Or maybe you were just like Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, the old school, just black print. And if you wanted a copy, copy paper. Remember copy paper? You better not make a mistake. Today, I typed out this podcast via my Apple laptop with an M1 chip. So there, you old analog boomer, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old boomer talking. I know about the good old days. But, you know, I do like today's tech. Yeah, a lot of digital stuff. Go ask those damn millennials, even, even those Gen Z types. You know, they buy records. I'm talking like vinyl records. It's cool again, considered nostalgic. Here's a tidbit for you. You know, as of 2020, vinyl records now outsell CDs. In the first half of 2021, 17 million, million vinyl records were sold. Big stars like Adele, well, they now set release dates for their projects far enough in advance so they can have the vinyl records ready to sell. Hey, if Bill Bottoms could come back, why not vinyl records, right? Seriously, for me, I haven't owned a CD for, God, at least five or six years. For me, everything's in the cloud. I use Apple. I use iHeartRadio. I use Spotify. But how many cars out there still have the good old reliable AM-FM radio? Yeah, we made real progress when a radio no longer had a tube in it, right? Transistor radio, that was the thing. But look those up. Google it. You're going to see that radio has the same design for the last several decades. How about the phone in your pocket? Well, today, 8 out of 10 people in the world use a smartphone. Let me say that again. 8 out of 10 people in the world use a smartphone. There's over 6 billion smartphones in service as you are listening to this podcast. Okay, here's a little bit of fun. I want you to find a boomer, not me, but another boomer, and ask them about the fun of a landline. Remember those? Better yet, how about a landline party telephone line? You would actually share a phone line with other families in your block. You pick up the phone and, oh, whoops, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were on the phone. I was trying to make a call. Sorry, neighbor. Well, then we got cool and got a phone with push buttons, not that rotary dial shit. You ever see the videos of kids trying to figure out how to use a rotary phone? It's classic. You have to look it up in YouTube. Then, of course, the mobile phone world came into our world. Ah, the pleasures of a mobile phone in your car back in the early days. Installation took pretty much the entire day, took up about a quarter of your trunk, and had holes drilled in the hood of your car or on your roof so they could put on an antenna. But it was still analog. Remember those calls back then when, sorry, I can't, I'm going to talk to you when I get there. It was a great way to get off a phone call with somebody back in the day. Any teenager today will not remember those days, seriously, because those days ended back in 2008. One more analog phone gem. You haven't seen one in a while. A phone book. You had white pages with everybody's phone number. Seriously, anybody in the city or town you lived in, their phone number for the most part was in there. If they wanted it delisted, this was like a later thing. You could pay the phone company a little extra money so your number was enlisted. But then there was, well, there was also the yellow pages, which was the beast in the advertising world back in the day. Yeah, and people in the, in the business, you know, it wasn't newspapers, it wasn't television, it wasn't radio. The yellow pages. That's where the money was. Cities started banning those bad boys about 10 years ago. Ah, childhood, when you would look up some random residential phone number, call them and say, uh, uh, excuse me, do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> or, excuse me, I'm with the electric company. Can you tell me if your refrigerator is running? You better go catch it. 
Uh, fun times. Ask a boomer. Seriously. How about television? Well, there was a big-ass piece of furniture there in your living room when I was a kid. There's the TV, and on the other side, it might have been the record player. And then on the other side, it was a mini dry bar to keep your booze. You know, you had to have uh, some space to make your vodka gimlet or whiskey sour. Or if you were really fancy, a Tom Collins or a Brandy Alexander. But that's another podcast. Well, let's stick with this podcast for a moment, okay? But the TV, well, it also ties into recording. You know, video programs? More on that in a minute. But you know, you are really a boomer. You're old enough. You're old. You're very old. If you remember when, as a kid, you were the TV channel changer. Hey, kid, get up and go over there. Put on channel six for me, will you? <sighs> that's as analog as it gets. Now, the remote, that started back in the 50s. It, all it really was was a little box with a long cable attached to it to turn up and down the volume or change a channel. Then there was a quick minute where TV channel changers, well, they pushed out a tone, like you'd hit the button and go beep. And those were called Space Command, and they put out some tones that would activate on the television. And if you remember that, you are still very old. Then they turned to radio waves, and we stayed with that for a couple of decades. Now you, hell, you talk to your remote to tell you what to do. Find law and order for me. Boom, there's your show. And thank God, less buttons. You know, back in the day with the Space Command, that remote had four buttons on it. A lot of remotes today, 60, 70, 80 buttons. That's crazy. Now, back to the recording that we were talking about. Yeah, well, there was Betamax. There was VHS. Ah, your Friday nights at Blockbuster, picking up pizza and Chinese food as well. Again, something a teenager has never experienced. Now, I'm talking about those Friday nights in Blockbuster. It didn't happen for teens because all the stores were gone as of 2014. Well, okay, there's one store still open somewhere. I don't know if it's Oregon or Alaska or something, but that's a whole other story. And Gen Z, they may recall going to one as a very, very young kid in a stroller. But then DVDs came along, laser discs came along, and then there was Netflix. Do you know Netflix was still doing DVDs about 10 years ago? People thought they were really dumb for quitting the DVD game and doing this entire online streaming thing. How the hell is that going to work out for you? Well, how did it work out for you? Two things. One, there are still about 3 million people who still use Netflix DVDs today. The numbers continue to drop, but they still are using DVDs, and Netflix still has DVDs. And they make some serious money yet. In 2019, Netflix made about $300 million on movies via DVD. Now, the main reason why all of this is still going on, some people just have very, very, very bad bandwidth. You know, the internet just sucks where they live and they can't stream. So, you just stick with DVDs so you can watch some movies. And as a business model, you know, if you owned 100 shares of Netflix back when the whole streaming thing changed for those guys, today, if you sold, you made about $63,000. Not a bad way to make money at the movies. Speaking of pictures, let's talk, well, pictures. Kodak owned analog photos. I mean, I'm talking owned. In 1996, they were making about $16 billion a year, all on film, movie film, photo film, 35 millimeter, disposable cameras. They had two-thirds of the market. Over 66% of the market was in Kodak's hands. 90% of film sales were in their back pocket. As of 2012, uh, gone. Hello, digital camera. Hello, then, iPhone. Goodbye, digital camera to a certain degree. Unless you're one of those sophisticated DSLR kind of people. Anyway, but let's move on. So what else is still analog? 
Light bulbs, some are at least anyway. Movie theaters, well, they were still analog up to only about three or four years ago. And of course, it all ties together. Boomer time again. Who remembers calling a movie theater for movie times? People still call restaurants for reservations. That's still analog. A lot of that has changed, though, however. Microwave oven versus a toaster oven. You know, I couldn't find which one is used more, but I am seeing articles that say, you know, these old, hot, glowing orange devices that toast and bake and broil, they may replace your microwave oven. So toaster ovens are on the way back, I guess. A telescope, a toothbrush, some traffic lights, a vacuum cleaner. Uh, Some of them can also be both. As discussed in a previous podcast, CB radios. Ah, breaker, breaker, my good analog buddy. Now, a way to remember all of this is an analog device can be electric, but it does not have to be. But a digital device, well, that must be electric. So there you go. Oh, and as for us boomers... You may hear some of us say we talk about the good old days. And, you know, some of those old days were actually pretty good with these toys. How do I know? Well, ask anybody who owned a Tom Jones 8-track tape. Those were golden. Today, it's it's auto-tune with T-Pain. But I guess even that's old now, right? Now, speaking of old, this is just another Boomer bonus episode with a few more coming as well. And I hope it doesn't get too old for you like this episode of Street Curb Curiosity.